What's going on, Elking listeners? Welcome back to another episode. This week, I was joined with Kobe Hood, who at a young age started a brand called Recycled by Kobe, in which he made rings and still continues to make this day. He has an extremely interesting story on how he actually got into this field and what his plans are for the future. And as always, if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys hit that down button just below. And make sure you go check out all of Kobe's links. They'll be the first description below. And yeah, without any further ado, enjoy the episode. So, how's it going today? Uh, yeah, pretty good today. It's a bit, uh, bit weather here in, uh, in Melbourne. It's been raining. We're meant to get like uh, flood warnings for tomorrow. So, oh, yeah, really? it's fun. Yeah, so at the moment, it's just, uh, it's been raining for the last like 48 hours. So, everything's pretty wet. Wow, so that's crazy. It's been, it's been, it's been in a couple of days indoors, I reckon. Really? So, is it warm out there? Oh, I mean, I know it's always warm in Australia, but like... It's surprisingly not. Everyone, really? everyone has this misconception that Australia is summer all the time. It's like you're in like in Vegas or anything where it's just the desert and it's just it's just really warm. But where I live at, at the moment in Melbourne, mm. uh, it's quite cold. Like the winters suck. It's <laughs> like raining all the time. Like there's like a known thing that in Melbourne, like you can go through four seasons in one day. So the day will start off sunny and then it'll feel like autumn and then it'll just be bucketing down. Like I've been here days where it's been, it's rained 11 times. Like it's just gone hour of rain, hour of sunshine, hour of rain. Like, yeah, in the summertime though, it can get pretty good. Um, Great weather and stuff, but like, it just doesn't make up its mind. Like we had on Monday, great day went for a hike and then the later in the week it's bucketing down rain really that's insane yeah. that's yeah, crazy so... wait so wait what season is it for you right now right now it is spring so it is uh yeah we're about to go into summer at the end of the year so it's a bit different for you so yeah we have uh like christmas time mm-hmm. at su- in summer so it's a bit of a big <laughs> thing for us but uh it's a lot of weird people when I talk to like people in America and stuff like that. Yeah. That they can't wrap their head around like you go to the beach during the day and then yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, it's because we're we're in fall right now, heading into winter. Yeah. So it's like it's so funny. It's crazy to think that like I don't know, it's just so hard to and even like scheduling for this interview, like it was so weird. Like texting you, like I texted you this morning for me, but yep. for you, you were going to bed. So like the whole yeah. like how how that works is just like it's so the, funny. the time difference that I'm technically in uh, on the 13th, so like the, the yeah. next day on Thursday, and yeah. I know, it's insane. I can't even believe that, to be honest. Like, wait, oh yeah, so it's Thursday for you right now. Yeah. That's insane. So, wow. Like, I, I've done before when I've gone to America, I've left Australia at like 7 a.m. on like a Wednesday, and I arrive really? in L.A. at 7 a.m. on a Wednesday. So you're, That's you're hilarious. in the air for, air for I like cannot 13 believe hours, it. but yeah, it's basically like your time traveling. You, you are, that is the definition of time traveling. Exactly. That is hilarious. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, that is so funny. I can't, so, I can't. That's pretty awesome. Okay. Well, let, I'll get back on track. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, I just want to start off how I found out about you. Um, so my best friend, Gavin, who's been on the podcast before, I've done episodes with him. If you guys are listening, go check them out. He's a great guy. Uh, so he he actually bought rings from you, and he was the first one to bring up about what you did, which I was like, dude, this is so cool. Like, I mean, 
for everyone who doesn't know, he makes rings. They're very cool. Uh, and it's, it's super interesting. Like it's, they're amazing. Like I've seen them, I've had them on my fingers. I wish I could say I had them on, but he's got them. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm going to have to get myself some, uh, but yeah, uh, he just said, Hey, like go check this guy out. And then we started talking and then it was a while before, but here you are, you know, we're finally got it on. So finally here, couple months. I know it's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but Hey, Hey, we're making it happen. So that's key. So starting off, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Like how old you are and like where you're from? I mean, kind of no, but like. Pretty much my name's Kobe Hood and I'm originally from uh, country South Australia, which at the bottom of Australia in a small town, about a thousand people. Um, I'm 21 and then I've been living in Melbourne uh, on and off between uh, just before Corona and now. So just going backwards and forwards between home back in SA, back to Melbourne. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'm a personal trainer uh, by my normal job. And then, yeah, just do a bunch of other stuff on the side. That's sweet. Wait, so personal training, like, that's like like gym stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's like, it. I was working at a gym as, like, a group fitness instructor. And I just do a bit of, like, uh, like programs for my friends and if they need any coaching and and stuff like that on the side. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. What I've been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been a bit hard through COVID. I always find those people so cool. Like, it's just, it's just so cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm a, cool a very job. social person and love the gym. So it was yeah. a bit of a job that just fit. Yeah. It kind of fits you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so starting off about the ring. So did you start making them in 2016? Is that when you started that? No, so originally, like my recycled by Kobe like brand started when I made uh, I make also horseshoe sculptures. Really? So yeah, so um, That's back sweet. in twenty sixteen, uh, in my at my school we have like a, a welding uh, class that you can do, and because it's a very small school, like you can do your whole schooling there, and it's, it was like one hundred and eighty kids, something like that. So like the high school bit of it was like maybe 40 kids like it wasn't many at all so like my classes would be a year nine year 10 and year 11 like welding class like there'd be different stages but the one teacher would have the three three grades so when i was in year nine got offered it's like all right do you want to do year 10 welding and i was like i was looking at doing an exchange to america so i needed the credits um so i was like yeah sure started welding and then pretty much from there, uh, I wanted to just practice uh, for my grades. And my granddad, who had horses, had some horseshoes. And pretty much from there, just started practicing welding. And then um, my nana was like, oh, I reckon you could sell these. And then started that from there. And then pretty much just grew it to finding ideas online and seeing if I could make it. And all that started really was like, that's where I started my, my sculptures and my metalwork, stuff like that. Just in, I had a big shed at home. So it started from like a little meter table with a little arc welder. And then it took up, ended up taking up about a third of our shed. So, wow. um, okay. yeah, it's about a 20, 20 meter shed or so. It might've been bigger, but yeah, it was a fair section. I ended up taking of the, of it up. <laughs> And it made from anything from like little flowers out of them to big, I start making big balls now, like meter balls. Um, and then that's really how I started getting into spoons because I couldn't bring all my equipment to, to Melbourne. I uh, just, I didn't have the facilities anymore. Um, so that's what I was like, uh, what would have been? I was back home 
the end of 2020 because of uh, COVID. So I was back home for that whole year and I saw a TikTok of this college girl, I can't remember her name, um, in America. And she's like, oh, we made spoon rings today. And they were pretty much, she just like had it, bent them around a socket. And I was like, oh, that's pretty easy. So I literally, I, I think the next day, just walked down to the local op shop, um, like the thrift store, grabbed a couple of knives and stuff, which turned out to be hard. And I end up just, I've still got my very first two and it's literally a knife and it's based like a triangle. It's just, I just felt the absolute out of it. Cause, I, cause what, what it is, is just trying to bend it around the circle. Yeah. And yeah. So after that, I was like, I end up trying a few more times and I got, got ones well enough that I could wear. So I wore them down to the pub one night and people liked them. And then once again, it's just that I originally made them for myself and then it clicked. Um, that I could probably sell these. And then that's where I started like looking into a few more people that have done it. And then there was a guy called uh, Pierce Wood, Woodland or Woodward or someone. He's in America. I think he was in Utah. He's now in LA. And he had this, he was going big with him. And I was like, oh, I reckon I could do that as well. Um, so I looked up, no one was doing it really in Australia. And that's what I was like to my mum one day. I was like, I reckon like, it was a small investment to get the, the ring bender. That was about 500 bucks. So I was like, worst comes to worst, I can sell off my rings at $5, $10, get my money back. We're good. Or I'll take the out. Like I, it's not a big, it wasn't a big thing because I was just using my money that I made from my, my horseshoe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much it. And went from there and just started slowly growing and getting more tools and then more ideas and yeah, spending more money. More money, yeah. Wait, yeah. So, so, did it did it originate in the like? Was there any sort of welding or that type of field in the family before, or were you, are you were you kind of the start of that? No, nah, I was uh, just because uh, at school. So I was always massive with woodwork from like grade right. five. We started doing that, and my mum was also my mum was also a teacher at the school, and she's done taught everything. She was a woodwork teacher at one stage. She was originally a home ec all these stuff that, yeah, she's done probably, she was my math teacher for a few years. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's sweet. she's done everything. So she was a woodworker and I, I really liked the woodworking side stuff of building stuff with my hands. But then once I got to welding, that was even better. Cause it was almost like when you woodwork, yeah, you got to wait for the glue to dry. So you build something, you got to wait 24 hours for it to dry. Where I'm welding, I can instantly weld something in 30 seconds, she's going to be, I can cool it down and I've got something there. So instead of taking, yeah, the 24 hours to wait and glue dry, I was instantly making stuff, which for me um, was a lot better. And yeah, I just started off getting an arc welder. And then for my birthday, I asked dad for a little and little MIG one, which I could just make more stuff. And then I just got a bigger welder a little while ago. Just uh, And I only do it now when I go back home. I'll basically put a post out on Facebook. I'm like, anyone want any? I'll just post right. all the photos I have. And then I'll just get people message me if they would like a flower or a bowl or what. And yeah, that's pretty much If someone, I've got some stuff. They're like, oh, can you make this? And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I had to try and make an apple when I was home last. Um, yeah, a, bent, a lady apple. wanted a bench. Yeah, so... Um, I basically just give it a try and then, yeah. And then send it yeah. through and if they like it, they buy it. Cause I just get That's... all the, the horseshoes 
they they originally was getting them for for free from my granddad and her his friends and stuff mm-hmm. um but then after that uh just had to they were just getting really rare to find so i just had to buy them for about 50 cents each so it wasn't too bad after that yeah it's not bad at all but yeah when did you realize you were actually like good at this like when did you realize like when you started to sell them that you could actually sell them at kind of like a mass and like you could actually sell more than just to your friends. Um, well, when I, I still look back at the original ones, I, I have sometimes and cringe at, <laughs> at some of the work that I was, I was selling. Um, but they were holding together. And like I said, if anyone around town, I had a couple when I first started, they broke, I just got them back, gave them new ones. Um, but that was, it was really, um, my Nana worked at a local craft shop as well. And oh, nice. yeah, so we have a, a shop in town and everyone can, uh, it's a lot of like baked goods or like handmade knitting and sewing and stuff like that. And they, I was a junior member, so they, uh, said I could, I was just a little commission. And that was really when I, I started and I was like, oh, I could sell some of these. And then I just, once again, still just put them on Facebook. I remember when I was 15, Mum drive. I'd take order up to another town that was about an hour away and fill up the car and having to drive mum all around town because I wasn't organised and yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, once started, people started buying them. Um, I thought I could do this and I did that for a lot of uh, a lot of the time and it was easy because I didn't have to um, uh, like work for anyone as such. So like I'd be out yeah, in the you shed. Own them, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be out in the shed as soon as I got home from school at like 3.30. I'd be out there until like 10 o'clock at nine. Mum and dad have got to come really? out and drive in. Yeah, I, like the time would just pass by. Like I'd put so my you, headphones this in. this was passion for you though. Like you were passionate about this. It wasn't yeah. about money. You Like you really loved doing it. If I'm being honest, I have, a, I have a passion for both. I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur when I was younger. And that was when I was younger, it really drove me to like i would i would plan out my week by i was working three jobs um this is the extra stuff yeah i was i was very driven by by the money because like i always wanted wanted the new playstation i i never bought these things but i always liked thinking about i would i'd sit there and plan how much money i would need for this and then i need a grand for all these games and then (laughs) how much work i needed to do so for me it was just another time that i could it was easy. I enjoyed doing it. Um, and I could do it in my spare time when on a weekend, if I didn't have any work or anything like that, I was pretty much in that shed. Yeah. Welding, building Still stuff working, and making money. Yeah. 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 And that was yeah. a big thing. Like I, I was, it was enjoyable because I could sit in there by myself, headphones in <laughs> and yeah, like I, all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm just like, I haven't eaten dinner. I'd just forget. Um, Sometimes I'd get it. Mum would bring it out to me because I wouldn't want to go in. Because once I sat down, I have a very big thing. Like once I sat down, I'm like stuffed. Like don't want to go back out. So yeah, I would yeah, always yeah. like I'll just sit here. I'll get it done, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. So I gotta ask you, what are the steps from here? Like what's what what's what's the future hold? The future holds. It's a big question. It's a big question. It is. And at the moment, it's been a big thing that I'm still, I'm in a program in Australia trying to go to America for punting. So they take like Australian guys that can kick well and send them over to colleges. Oh, wow. Okay. That's sweet. 
So, like, a couple of my best friends are over there at the moment. So, uh, the guy, he's at, his name is James Burnup. He's at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Crawshaw, he's at uh, Florida Gators. Uh, wow. Sam Kendotti, he's at Boston College. Like, I've got mates all over the place over there. And, yeah, that's what I'm just trying to trying to do at the moment. So, hopefully college. And, yeah, that's Wow. That's, really so, it. punting for American football, right? Yep. That's sweet. That is really yeah. cool. Like, yeah, actually, it's funny. I talk about that with my dad all the time about how, like, they a lot of people don't realize how, how like, how many NFL teams and stuff like that are looking, or even colleges are looking for punters because it's mm-hmm. not like not that many people. I mean, a lot of people are now doing it, but it's like not that many people actually. You know, yeah. So the program I'm in has got five. We got five guys in the NFL, and then ah. Oh, over a hundred and something in colleges, I think. Um, yeah, my coaches Nathan Chapman and Johnny Smith. They're they're pretty good at what they do, and they they transition you from doing the Australian rules stuff to then swapping it to the American. So, mm. so yeah, you pretty... so you've learned from Australian like um, from that so like, paper. Our, our national game is called uh, yeah, pretty much Australian rules footy. Yeah. It's Oh, it's hard to explain. Like it's on a, have you, do you know how big like a cricket oval yep. is or, mm-hmm. yep. So it's played on uh, basically a cricket oval. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 men, each team on the field, four on each on the bench. Um, and it's just a mix of like soccer. So everyone can go wherever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably run in the, in the AFL, they run, run from anywhere from 10 Ks to 16 Ks a game. That's crazy. Yeah, so big endurance game, um, tackling. Uh, you can't throw, so you got to handle. You, the main way of moving it is kicking. So yep. yeah, it's it's big in that sense that a lot of the guys in this program can kick kick the ball big, and then it's just transitioning to to do the uh, American rules stuff. Yeah. Wow, my dad's always told me to be a punter, but I kind of missed out on the opportunity. But I mean, not yet. Unless I, uh, oh, still unless time. I, that's true. That's true. But hey, that'd be that'd be so cool. That's such a that's such a cool thing. So is the, are the rings like? Is it still a passion or is it kind of on the side now, now? Yeah. So now the rings still have always been for the last couple of years. I I basically make them just outside my room. So in my house, uh, live with a couple of guys that's in sweet. Melbourne, um, and it's like a little sunroom just next to my room. Mm-hmm. and pretty much, yeah, I just went and found a little bench on Marketplace, and that's why I really got into the rings when I came back to Melbourne, is just because it was just, I didn't need too much of a space. A lot of it's hand tools. Um, I got a few electric tools that just make things easier, but if anyone wanted to, they can make them with hands, like that, like hand tools. That's what I did at the start. Um, and, yeah, pretty much it was just a smaller area that I could do the stuff in. And that's what really drove me to do it. So, like, I've got my drop-on now that I've been preparing for the last month, probably. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, and then I'm doing my first market on this Sunday. So, a bit different to stuff. I've never done, like, a market for any of my gear. It's normally all just, like, I just post it. If anyone wants it, mm-hmm. they, they would just message me. But um, yeah, trying to get everything ready for a market as such and seeing what the expectation is and just going in it with an open mind is pretty much what I'm getting ready for now. Wow. So you're busy. You're doing everything. Yeah. So it's been pretty busy. I've I've always wanted to do the market stuff. 
mm-hmm. but I've just never really bit the bullet. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, let me just yeah, I think do it's it. Be huge. I think it's yeah, be so huge. that's super exciting. Um, yeah, so I just got ready for that one. And then hopefully, if that goes well, we'll do some more in the future. Yeah, that's going to be huge. That's awesome. Wow, that's yeah. sweet. So one of the questions that I always ask, and it's it's what would be your advice for someone who wants to do this, who wants to make rings, who wants to get into what you're doing? What would be if, your advice for them? Really, my advice for it would be just you got to start somewhere. If that's asking for help, um, if that's YouTubing, a lot of that stuff. Like when I first started doing my, I was lucky when I did like my welding, I had a teacher to start. But he's taught me, which you could probably learn from YouTube, and then it's just practice. Like, I would have done welding for six months just straight, and it would have been terrible work until I really got better and practiced it more and getting the feel of it. It's the same as my rings. I was making them for, uh, would have been about eight, nine months before I sold them. It was just practicing, it was just tweaking, working out how to get the formula down, and it's just. It's just trial and error. Like from the very first time I made, that's why I keep my two original rings just to show how far I came from when I very first started to now and everything's just trial in this process. Is this going to be better? Is this going to give me a better result? And really you got to start somewhere. You don't have to go out and buy the all the equipment. You can find nine times out of 10, either the equipment's going to be cheap that you can get or most people have it around their house. So like you just got to, sometimes think outside the box instead of just given the way that you see. Um, yeah, that's probably my biggest advice. It's just sometimes you just got to find a different way to get things done. That's sweet. That's sweet. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. It, uh, yeah. it means a lot, honestly. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, honestly, like, uh, for how much you're doing and how much is going on. It's, it's crazy. I know you're a busy man, so it's, nah, been, all good. it's been a while for you to, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, come up you know what i mean it's been so long for you to finally come on it's to you know have you on for an episode no thank you for having me no it was a pleasure awesome well without without any further ado uh that's a wrap